I even think there's those moments where in the middle of the night again, where it's like God's tapping me on the shoulder and it's like, you need to wake up, you need to pray, (laughs) whatever it is, you know? And you don't need to wait till morning. Hmm. Pray now. Mm -hmm. And in fact, if I do wake up in the middle of the night, I automatically assume it's because I'm supposed to be praying. I just think about how the Lord does have compassion on us when we come to him with very, very deep and heavy things and hurts. And (laughs) I feel like I'm going to cry now, (laughs) but I love that story. I love that. I love that account because, yeah, because she was misunderstood by everyone, every woman. (laughs) And only the Lord could hear her and say, I know what you are going through. Welcome to the Patterns of Truth podcast, the place for casual discussion of biblical principles and difficult questions that face the Christian believer. We believe that the Bible can speak to today's issues, giving us the wisdom and the courage we need for our lives. We are so glad that you are joining us and you can always find us at patternsoftruth.org. Let's get started. So welcome to our listeners. Thank you for joining us again at Patterns of Truth Podcast. I'm Patricia, your host for today. And today's Measure Twice episode is called Pray Without Ceasing. We're asking the question, can I change God's mind if I pray more? And you know, you've wondered about it too. So have I. (laughs) Um, So just as a reminder, Measure Twice episodes are where we take a second look at what we think we know and re-examine what the scripture actually says. But first, let's introduce our guests. We have Elise, and then we have Krista, and then we've got Peter helping us out today in the episode. So, hey everyone, how are you doing? How was your week? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm up in Big Bear right now. It's currently in the 40s. Whoa. And it looks like there's a fire somewhere because I came outside, that's what a little commotion was when I first logged on. It's smoky all over. Yikes. You can see. Oh. Wow. So. Okay. I, I hope you're safe. I hope so too. Oh <laughs> it snowed God. yesterday like crazy. Like it's weird. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wait, what state is this in? California. So I'm in Big Bear, California, which is about three hours from the desert where I live. And, okay. um, you know, at home it's in the 90s, so it was crazy. We got up here and it was like 34 degrees yesterday. Right. That's why I was wondering, because it's like 90 degrees here on the East Coast right now. And I was like, why is Krista putting on a coat? What happened? <laughs> my coat, my beanie. And your hat. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, um, enjoy the snow. Bean. <laughs> How you doing, Elise? I'm doing well, thank you. And I'm enjoying a cool day in Seattle, Washington. It's not as cold as it is in Big Bear, but it's only 54 degrees compared to your 90 on the East Coast. I know. Today would have been a really good day to go to the shore. I'm just, I think I'm just tired of wearing so many layers and then being indoors because of the pandemic. I am just loving, I'm loving the hot weather right now. So um, no turning back. All right. So for our episode today, as I said, the title of the episode is called Pray Without Ceasing. And the question we're asking is, can I change God's mind if I pray more? 
And we know that, um, you know, if you've grown up in a Christian home, but even if you got saved later in life, we often hear from the Bible itself too, that God is our father, right? And we should speak to him, calling him Abba Father and really um, enjoy that close relationship with the Lord. But I think sometimes we can also take what we have from our natural relationships with our parents in this life and maybe put it on our relationship with God. And I think about times where, you know, when you're a kid and you you say, well, I really, really want to do something. I want to go out with my friends or I want to ask my parents to buy me something. And I'm just going to ask them repeatedly and eventually they're going to change their mind. So I'm not a parent, but I'm sure Elise and Krista have gone through this on the other end with your kids, right? The constant asking over and over and over again, I mean, I guess it's, I'm sure it's annoying right? <laughs> after a while, <laughs> but possibly you have already decided in your mind, right? So at least whenever your kids would ask you like, oh, can I do this or this or this? Had you already decided if it was a yes or a no in advance? Sometimes, sometimes I had decided already in advance okay. and sometimes, you know, I was thinking, well, I could consider that. That's a possibility. Okay. All right. Krista, what about you? We actually just went through a scenario like that with my daughter and a puppy. Ooh. <laughs> so um, that was one thing that we had to pray about to see if it was the right timing for us mm. in teaching her that no matter what happens, whether it's the correct time or not, you know, we have to accept whatever the answer is from, mm. from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a really good point too. And it, and I think it's interesting too, because you're praying as well. Like God is, a, is this the time for us to have a dog? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and in that way, like God, or he's our father and he already knows what's best for us. He knows how it'll turn out, but I'm sure like as parents, you're, you're praying as well. Like, cause we don't know from a human standpoint, right? Like, is this going to be good? Is this not right? And I think sometimes in the way that we approach the Lord in our old relationship with him, we might say like, okay, I know this thing is good for me, whatever I want, whatever it is. And I just need to pray as much as I can to convince God to come over to my side (laughs) and believe what I have to say. Right. Right. Or I think sometimes we might say maybe praying constantly is going to show God that I put in a lot of effort, you know, (laughs) but at the same time, then I say, wait, that's my flesh, right? Like saying I can do just showing something. him that you're <laughs> yeah, you know, working hard for it. Exactly. And I think that that's why it's a good thing to just re-examine the things that we think we know. Right. Because I think sometimes you get into these habits where you really have to peel back the layers and say like, why am I praying this way? Mm-hmm. Is it because there's an underlying belief here that's not accurate, like about who God is or how prayer works as according to the Bible. So let's talk a little bit. Think back to a time when you prayed constantly for something. How often did you pray about it? How many times a day? And how long did that season of prayer continue? (laughs) I know, right? Deep, sorry. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) I know for me, the most recent one would probably be a season of prayer that lasted about five years and even still continues when it has to deal with my daughter and her dad and custody Mm -hmm. issues. That was the most difficult 
thing I'd ever had to go to prayer for and even what to pray, you know, because in my selfish mind, you know, I think I know what's best. Mm -hmm. And so it had to be with Lord, you know, my heart's desire. I'm going to (laughs) cry. All right. You know, my heart's desire. And I know that you give good gifts to your children, but please help me give me the strength to accept your decision, whatever it is. Yeah. We went to court battles five years. Hmm. Did you feel like there were moments when you prayed about it, like five, 10, 20 times a day, or like it was just a constant one, once a day, like for five years, do you feel like it ebbed and flowed? What was that like? Um, I know that it was more frequent getting closer to the hearing dates that, you know, it was more frequent actually was, I'm so blessed to have praying friends who schedule times daily and Mm. weekly to call me and pray with me and my, my parents. Um, And then in my own time, you know, it's like almost every waking moment, (laughs) even Mm. if they were just like, Lord, I feel like I can't breathe right now. Help me to get through these next few minutes, you know, Mm. when that fear wants to come in. Um, Yes. You know, and when she's gone, when she's visiting over um, on your side of the country and mm. literally waking up yeah. mm. hours of the night, just praying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's isn't it crazy about prayer, isn't it? Mm. That mm-hmm. we can just pray at any time. And even though we know God knows the urgency, he knows how urgent a situation is. Mm. He also knows that we need to express that urgency to him. Mm. Right. You know? And just to say, and I love how you said, Krista, you know, sometimes I just couldn't even breathe. All I could say was, Lord, help me. And that's, I think of prayer as breathing. (laughs) Often. (laughs) Definitely uh, learned a lot about prayer during, during the hard times when you, you know, I think being born and raised in, in the meeting and you learn to pray for everything, you know, mm. but I think sometimes, at least for me, it, it, it sometimes would just be like a, a real quick, like, good morning. Thank you for waking me up today. And, <laughs> and then go about your business, you know, and then in, in the difficult times, you know, like, you know, she was born at six months and I started having issues when I was 12 weeks pregnant. It's mm. <laughs> so like mm. talk about diving head first into like deep territory. Yeah. Yeah. Someone has called them uh, like lightning prayers, right? Mm-hmm. Like when these moments happen, we just have to call on him. And it makes me think of that verse in Hebrews that he's there to help in time of need. And this yeah. week I was listening to a message that said that that phrase can be interpreted as like in the nick of time from our perspective, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like when we need it right now, right. he comes alongside us, right? When we ask and right. when we just speak to him. And and Chris, like when you were talking about like waking up in the middle of the night, I think that that's one of those things where as I got older, right? And I think as you get older, you may see more things that you know you need to pray about. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that whole praying in the middle of the night thing is yeah. real. <laughs> I know it really is real. It really yeah. is real. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you wake up with people on your mind at like, you know, one, two, three in the morning. You're yeah. like, why am I thinking about this person? Yes. And I learned 
I need to pray for them. Like, yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Right. And it's just like this moment. I remember one of my friends, I woke up in the middle of the night, one of my friends, she was due to have her baby. And I woke up in the middle of the night and it was just like, you need to pray for her. And I didn't know, like she was about to give birth during that time. And I said, wow, you know, in this way, like how we talk to the Lord through prayer, but also the Holy Spirit speaks to us and, and stimulates us to prayer um, to yeah. pray for others or to pray yeah. for ourselves, you know, which it's just an amazing thing. It's not just this megaphone to the heavens, right? Like it's communion, right? With divine. There was a, this is my mom's prayer experience, but one night she woke up when my brother was in college, um, she woke up and he was just heavy on her heart. So she was interceding for him, not knowing why. And later on, we come to find out that um, he had gone to watch one of his friends in a band play at a house party Mm -hmm. and got jumped. For no reason, didn't know anybody, and they were beating him up really bad. And she started praying, and through that prayer, like all of a sudden, his friend came out of nowhere, flying into the mix, and got these guys off my brother, and you know, but saved his life. And right, those are those short, like, (laughs) Lord, I need you prayers. Yeah, Jesus sent help, and He does. You know, like, Hmm. I even think there's those moments where in the middle of the night again, where it's like, God's tapping me on the shoulder. And it's like, you need to wake up. You need to pray, (laughs) whatever it is, you know, and you don't need to wait till morning Hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And in fact, if I do wake up in the middle of the night, I automatically assume it's because I'm supposed to be praying. Hmm. Wow. You know, I didn't, I didn't ever think that way until I read this book. Um, piercing the darkness present darkness Uh and i know it's a fictional story Uh but the thing that it imparted to my heart was how when the angels were fighting these unseen battles and then they would send a messenger to rouse the saints to pray and all all over the town you would see the lights come on and people praying and didn't even know why and then they would it would it made a difference in Mm, the battle you know and i i never really thought of that perspective right. mm-hmm. um that probably wasn't the point of the book but <laughs> that, was what I, that was what I took away from it was like oh wow right. like it was just a visual a right. visualization for me right it makes you think about that term right that I feel so many of older Christian women have prayer warriors right yeah. like this idea of like warfare that Mm -hmm. knowing that our prayers are making a difference, you know, Mm -hmm. in the world that we cannot see with our eyes. Right. Right. Um, Right. That world never goes to sleep. Right. Right. No, that's so true. true. Right. But but that makes me think, you know, because we've talked about like prayer as warfare, like those really quick prayers, praying in the middle of the night, seasons of long extended prayer. What are your go-to verses Elise, when you think about prayer that you know that you return to over and over again. One of my favorites is in Psalm 34. Okay. Um, It's verses four through seven. And that's just talking about um, looking to the Lord. You know, when I become afraid, I look to him. And Mm. when I look to him, uh, my face is radiant and I I don't have anything Mm. ashamed about. And verse six says, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him Hmm. and saved him out of all his troubles. Hmm. 
So we often think of being saved out of our troubles is a physical delivery, hmm. but there's other types of being saved out of a situation. Hmm. Sometimes it is actually being saved through the situation. So hmm. we know that he's walking with us. He's talking to us. He's inviting us to continue a conversation with him hmm. as we go through it. So... Yeah, that's one of my favorites. And I could go on about <laughs> Psalm 34, but you don't have time for that. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's funny because I'm thinking about a verse. I think it's Psalm 35. I don't have my Bible near me, but okay. it was a song I heard. Um, and it's I love when there are songs that are the Psalms because I feel like yes. it's easier for me to memorize because yeah. they're the same. Yeah. But I think it says, um, give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my meditation hearken unto the voice of my cry my king and my god mm. and i like that verse well i mean david does it a lot right he's he speaks to the lord and he says lord hear me you know in different ways and and i just really love how david and the other writers in the psalms how they talk about prayer or they are praying i guess <laughs> through the psalms just in a way of a child coming to their father, just unloading themselves onto the Lord, whatever is burdening, you know, David's heart. And I, and I know we all get in those places. And I, I really, really love those verses because I think one, it reveals something about the heart of God where um, we can come close to him and he looks at us and he sees how we're burdened with so many things and how we need to unload onto him. I think there's that verse. I, I think it means like you're supposed to roll off your problem off of your back onto the Lord because he's more than able to deal with it and to help us. And I love those verses because I know I have to remember it for myself because I'm a thinker. I like to think a lot about the problem. I like to think a lot about how I'm going to find a solution. And at the end of the day, I have to come to the conclusion right, that I cannot solve whatever the issue is just with my own brain. And I love these reminders throughout the psalm about just calling out to the Lord, just crying out to the Lord and in prayer to ask him for relief or for help. I just love it because we can hear the heart of someone who was praying, who wrote the psalms, but as a model, like for me as well, like I can do this, right? If there's somebody who was a king and a warrior and, you know, lived in ancient times and was blessed by God in a really unique way. Like I'm also the Lord's child. I can pray these prayers too. And I don't know, I find it kind of empowering. Yeah. Which yeah. Is awesome. Yeah. So what do we think about our role in prayer? And what I mean by role, I just mean like, who do we think prayer is for, right? Because I feel like if we're <laughs> trying to change God's mind through a prayer, I feel like how we think about our role in prayer is going to be a little skewed or on point? I don't know. What do we think? A good question. Yeah, I think definitely depends on the condition of our heart while we're going through prayer. You know, so I know many times I offer up selfish prayers. <laughs> hmm. We all do. Yeah, we all do. But I think one of the things that I've just learned over the last 11 years since my daughter's been born is that I, he, he wants to know what's on my heart. He loves when his children talk to him about the things going on in their lives. And 
I don't necessarily think our prayers will influence him, but I think, well, he wants to know what we think and how we feel about our circumstances. (laughs) One of my favorite verses, and it doesn't mention prayer necessarily, but it was Psalm 121. Mm-hmm. I lift up my eyes to the hills from where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And so it's not even in times of help, but I think anytime when things are good, when things are bad, we need to mm-hmm. honor him with what we are praying. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes we pray and things, you know, we can't even put into words. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. The groanings that cannot be uttered. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah also tells us that he delights to hear our voices mm-hmm. he actually wants to hear from us yeah right yes come on talk to me i want to hear what you have to say mm. so if our focus is changing his mind then i mm. would say that's not the best focus to have mm-hmm. i'm going to say it's wrong because mm-hmm. i think <laughs> in, you know in, in maturity we can think that we can change god's mind and, and we also can think that he's this, you know, rough and tough God, and he doesn't really want to answer anyway. So <laughs> I'd really better um, beg him because this way, you know, maybe he will change his mind or maybe he will soften. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of not the picture of, of God that we want to have, but that he is good and he does want to hear from us. Sure. I was thinking recently, so I was listening to, um, let's say a more mature <laughs> believer than I am <laughs> praying and they're praying for healing for someone who's sick. And it was interesting because I think I recognized for the first time how they were praying for this person. They were praying for healing, but then they ended the prayer with, Lord, we submit to your will, whatever your will is, you know, best. Yeah. And, and I think that when we imagine, right, like we want, not that we want to change God's mind, but we want someone to be healed, right? We want someone to be restored. And, and there are times when that is his purpose and the Lord does do that. But I was just listening to this person pray. And I said, you know, when I was younger, I might've said like, oh, they just said that to cover all their bases. <laughs> I know the person, Lord. And then oh, if I said the wrong thing, I trust your will. But I think <laughs> as I get older, I'm realizing that it really is about just knowing like who we are and who God is, right? That yeah. we, he does care for us, but we know that he is a great and awesome God and he is all wise and he knows everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also know that the Lord is there in heaven and I'm here. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't see the whole picture. Right. And I can pray for healing, but maybe that is not what he has in mind is the Mm -hmm. best plan. Right. Maybe there is a different way. (laughs) Right. The Lord sees it differently. And and I know we say this, right. The scripture that says like his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not Mm -hmm. our thoughts. Mm -hmm. But I think about how we see ourselves and how we see him and just saying, you know, Lord, I know that I can ask for the wrong thing. I know I don't have the big picture. You know, this is what I'm praying for, but I pray for your will, Lord, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And then, and then to ask the Lord, Lord, please help us to um, accept your will. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, I think yeah. it's one it's one thing reading that scripture, you know, and then having to walk it out. Ooh, yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> having to walk it out. You know, I lost a very dear friend 
um, mm. about four years ago now. And lymphoma just came. He was like an amazing brother in Christ. Mm. But we prayed for his healing for six months and God took him. Mm. And I was so mad at first. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to realize, you know what, Lord, you healed him in the best way possible. We're grieving here, but he's with you in glory and he's better than any of us here, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that was hard. It was hard, but yeah. Yeah. Living it out is, is sometimes it's diff- more difficult than reading it, but once you live it out and you, you see the goodness of God and how he does mm-hmm. see that he does see the bigger picture, you know, we're yes. so we can only see what's right in front of us. And, and then we see his goodness, even if it hurts, you know, mm-hmm. but it's still for our benefit, even if it hurts. Yes. Mm-hmm. The healing is different than what we think it should be. Right. You know, right. What if that healing is being with him? Yeah. I mean, that heals us not only from our sickness, and that's not easy to say that heals us from our sickness, hmm. but it heals us from our suffering on earth and all the things that we go through all the time. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. So, it's hard to think of him healing him in the best way possible by taking them home, but that's yes. really right. what he did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And then on the other hand, I think about like the, the times that God does answer. And I think <laughs> I'm thinking about Hannah, yeah. to be honest, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. for Samuel, like she had a very, very, very deep pain. Yeah. And, you know, she didn't seem to have much support, right. For mm-hmm. that pain. And I think about how, you know, not only is she, um, you know, receiving, I guess she was being made fun of by mm-hmm. what the equivalent was of, to her sister wife. And then some insensitivity from her husband. And then when she goes to pray, the priest (laughs) totally thinks he's drunk drunk and misunderstands. I mean, that's so deflating, right? So defeating. You imagine yourself in that situation. And then to read later on in the chapter that the Lord heard her and he remembered her. Mm -hmm. And we might say like, for her, like having a child or anyone else is, you know, something that can only happen in this life. And, you know, the Lord could have just made her feel peaceful with how she was, you know, just not having children. But we see that the Lord, he did, he did open up her womb. He gave her Samuel and then she had other children afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think about how the Lord does have compassion on us when we come to him with very, very deep and heavy things and hurts. And (laughs) I feel like I'm going to cry now, (laughs) but I love that story. I love that. I love that account because, yeah, because she was misunderstood by everyone, every human (laughs) and only the Lord could hear her and say, I know what you are going through. Yeah. And he heard her and he remembered her and not just that, but like, he didn't just say, okay, here's your baby. Like she the Lord gave Hannah a child who had a bigger purpose, like in terms of like God's larger story. And I think that that is one of the the most amazing things where we have something that we have in mind when we ask of the Lord. And then, you know, Hannah, she asked as well with her desire in mind and God's desire in mind. And I don't think that's like a transaction, like, okay, God, I'm going to pray for what you want. And then (laughs) you'll give me what I want. It's not transactional, but it really is like, as we were talking about this theme of like surrender and when we pray being surrendered, 
which is hard for us. We just want what we want, right? Right. (laughs) What will make us happy and centers around our own purpose. But there's both. I really do believe that God has his purpose and then he blesses us through that, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I really do believe that's what Hannah experienced too. The Lord gave her a child um, and then she could give that child back to the Lord. Um, And I think you can only do that when you know who God is and what he's done for you. I don't think that, you know, if that was just all her flesh, I just want a baby for me. She would have been like, no, Samuel, don't go. He can't go. He has to stay with me. Right. But I feel like there was a transformation. Like we don't see that in that passage per se, but there had to be. And I think we, we know it because we probably experienced it. Like when we prayed for something, however long the prayer was, however short it was, Mm -hmm. The Lord changed something in us, mm-hmm. changed our hearts, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. So my final question is, what can I do if I feel like God doesn't hear me when I pray and I'm praying a lot? Good question. Yeah. <laughs> Good question. Well, go ahead, Krista. <laughs> I have my answer. I was just going to say that I think um, we still need to do it. Mm. Like even Mm. when we feel like we don't, he, you know, he doesn't hear us Mm -hmm. because he says he hears the voice of, you know, I was just looking at verses before um, that he hears our voice into just because we don't feel him doesn't mean he's not listening. Mm. And, you know, it says Jeremiah 29, 12 calling me, and I will listen to you, you know, he, we just can't give up. We have to keep on praying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually what you're saying, Krista, is that we have to um, trust his promises. We have to stand on those promises and we can even ask him to help us stand on those promises to help us believe what he has promised mm. to do what he says he has promised that we are going to believe yeah. that he's going to do those things, whatever he decides to do and saying yes to God. Yes. Hmm. You are yes. Here. Mm-hmm. yes. Right. I do believe you're going to provide. Yes, God, you are capable. And yes, God, you do hear. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of repeating back to him what he's already told us. Yes. Oh, Lord, Mm. just think it down into me so that I can really believe (laughs) it and live this way. Like the man in Mark, Lord, I believe, help me with my unbelief. Yes. 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 And I think sometimes we, the thing that sometimes prevents us from hearing God's voice is the fact that we are so busy in our society. Yes. And we miss, I know I do. We miss the piece of meditation. Be still and know that I am God. And I know I have encountered times in my life when I couldn't hear God because there was so much noise Mm. and I needed to sit down and read and pray. And then, and then, you know, I'd read a a passage and the Lord be speaking to me and I'd be like, Oh my goodness, Lord, you're really talking to me. Why don't I do this more often? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And sometimes it's just like that, but I, I really do. I really do think, you know, thinking about our listeners out there that, you know, if you're having a hard time hearing from the Lord, you might need to take a day off work. 
you might need to but press yeah. the pause button and just say yeah. lord i just need to close in with you and yeah. you know you may need to abstain from food right fast you may need to say like lord i need to hear from you i need to shut out all of the other influences because he's always speaking we have his word we have the bible so he is always speaking and we have the holy spirit within us but i yeah. think sometimes we just need to stop be yeah. still yeah. <laughs> in today's society we don't know what it means to be still right yeah, yeah. You know, i think very, that's, very that's right for people that are listening that are saying, well, I pray and I still don't hear anything. Maybe, right. right. Maybe that's yes. yeah. what that's he's calling really you to point. do is to uh, separate yourself from the busyness of life. Mm, Sit right. at his feet and, and just wait. Yes. Uh-huh. Thank you so much, Krista, for that. And thank yeah, you. That's a really practical tip. Yes. Yeah. Because I know like I, sometimes I pray on my way to work. I go to work very early in the morning and I'm praying at the traffic light. And then later on, I'm like, did I finish my prayer? And, but you know what, you know why I don't remember is because I went to the traffic light and then there was construction and I forgot. And of yeah. course I can't hear from the Lord because I'm worried about hitting the orange cones or, whatever, <laughs> you know, and I really like being still, right. Being yeah. still and just really having that discipline, which is, is really difficult, but, yeah. um, it is so worth it. And I really do believe that there are times when the Lord, um, he may be a little silent to draw us out where we say, Lord, where are you? Where are you to say like, no, it's time for you to separate from yep. other influences and just sit and listen. He's waiting for us. I love that. So thank you so much. Elise, thank you so much, Krista, for the contributions to the discussion. I know I still have a lot to learn and read for on myself. And to all of our listeners out there, we hope that this discussion made you think, gave you some answers, and maybe piqued your interest so you dig deeper into the topic. All right. Ultimately, our goal is to start conversations on this podcast, to get you curious, examine our critical thinking, and to just go closer to the Lord. If you have any topics or questions that you would like us to discuss on the podcast, just head on over to PatternsOfTruth.org, ask a question, and just know that we do read all the comments and questions that come to us. All right, we're signing off. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Patterns of Truth podcast. We invite you to join us for our next episode. And we also encourage you to check out PatternsOfTruth.org where we post articles every week for the encouragement and growth of Christ followers. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to submit them on our website. I'm Peter. Until next time.